All right, you guys, let's get practical for just a second. Like, how do I actually do the thing that is prayer? Um, far be it from me to try and like sit up here as a, as a expert about prayer. I mean, um, you know, I still feel like I know like a grain of sand's worth of what you could know about praying. But I'm going to share with you guys some, some spiritual disciplines in my own life and uh, from the lives of other people that I think might be helpful, helpful to you. We're going to spend our whole lives talking to God and hearing from Him, enjoying His friendship and conversation. That's really the point. It's not about being good at it, so to speak. The people who are really warriors in prayer, the thing that sets them apart is that they just keep praying. They just, they just keep going. So anyway, let me, let me share with you a few practical tips about how to pray in your life in a way that kind of cultivates this friendship with God. Okay, first thing, try to, try to create sacred space in where you live. Create sacred space where you live. Um, when, when I lived in, in one of the first houses that I ever lived in, um, I really just got this impression that I needed to create some sacred space. So I, was, I had roommates at the time, and uh, so in, the, in my bedroom, I, I got this chair and I set it in front of the window next to my bed with a little table beside it with a bunch of books everything else like that. Because I felt like what the Lord was inviting me into was just to sit with Him and enjoy Him in one space at one time regularly every single day in order to build some consistency. What I learned through that season is if I could pray every day in the same place at the same time, I was much more likely to be able to pray every day, everywhere, at any time. So my consistency in my sacred space that I built in my bedroom, my consistency there led to my ability to pray without ceasing in conversation with God all through the day, which ultimately is a part of God's will for our life. See, you know, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5. So create, try to think about what is that, that, that safe space, that sacred space that you want to create wherever it is that you live. Um, I want to encourage you to do that. There's, there's this, this Danish interior design ethos called Huga, H-Y-G-G-A, which is hilarious. My wife's way into it. Um, but there, the idea, a part of Huga is creating a Huga Krog or a little nook where you sit in a chair and you have some candles and maybe before you go sit in that chair, you always put on a pair of comfy socks or something like that. I mean, whatever floats your boat. Um, you know, this sacred space for you needs to feel like you. It doesn't need to feel cookie cutter. And you just need to know that like, that's the only thing you do in that space. Like that particular chair, that's where you go and you hang out with your friend at the same time every day. For me, it's always been great to do it in the morning. Jesus got up early, you know, you can do it at night if you want, you can do it at several points in the day. The more you're able to, do, to be in that sacred space with Jesus every single day, it creates this rhythm in you to where you all of a sudden begin to feel like, man, I, something just does not feel right if I don't have that. For me, that's always involved reading the Bible and journaling. I want to tell you this quick story because journaling has been so important for me to be able to hear God's voice and to slow my own mind down. When I was about 20 years old, I was, I was interning at a church, and I remember walking past an office of one of the, the older ministers there. His name was Clint, and his door was open, and he was like, this was back in the 1900s, so he was like furiously typing away at this giant monolith dinosaur of a computer, this big, big, uh, you know, monitor and he's fiercely typing away in all caps and I'm like I walk by and I'm like Clint what are you doing man he's like he doesn't even he doesn't acknowledge my presence he's just like he is zoned in just typing away he hears me say Clint what are you doing and he's like I'm praying man I was like what and so what he had done was his method of praying was he put all caps on didn't worry about punctuation and he just poured out his soul in stream of consciousness typing to God 
And when he got to a place where he felt like he had set, come to the end of his words, he would ask a question or something like that, hit enter, indent, and then he would wait to, to hear what God would say on the inside of his spirit to bring a scripture to mind or to, to show him something or to whisper something in the voice of his conscience. And then he would write that down. Whatever that was that just happened that he felt like God told him, he would write it down so that he could test it by the scriptures later. So that he was practicing this conversation and using typing on a computer to slow his mind down so he could both hear and speak to God in conversation. And for whatever reason, that moment when I passed him and I saw that, I was like, that's it. That's everything for me. So I got my own monolithic brontosaur of a computer and every single day I would wake up, turn that thing on, and I would meet with my friend. I would tell him everything. This is what I'm upset about. This is what's continually bothering me. This is, what do you think about this? What do you think about that? Anytime I had a question, I'd just wait, indent, and then just wait for what he might tell me in response. There were plenty of times, and I'll tell you this, there were plenty of times when I feel like I heard something from him, write it down, and later I'm like, I think I, I, I might have missed it. There's a little bit of risk involved in hearing God's voice, and the Bible is the way that we really stand on firm ground to know what God could say and what he would say. The more, through the years, the more I've read the Bible, the more confident I have become in being able to hear the tone and the content of God, like how he would say something and what he would say. Because there are competing voices inside my head. There's selfish desires, and sometimes the enemy will play tricks and plant a fearful or a prideful thought in there or, you know, all that stuff, the Bible helps move out of the way. The more I know the scriptures, the more I know the tone of God's voice. And so as I'm journaling in the morning and I'm just like, Papa, what do you think about this thing? I love you. Thank you for this. But what do you think about this that I'm really burdened with? And I'll wait for him and I'll hear him say, I'll hear th this thought will come into my mind. I will never leave you or forsake you. And I'm like, that's him. I know that's him. You know what I mean? I don't need, I don't need any other witness because that is a, that's actually from the pages of scripture. This conversational method, this way to like journal your prayers has been so helpful for me to know what God would say. I commend this to you. Create some sacred space and then, and then see, use this conversational listening prayer method in a journal as a way to try to, to learn to hear God's voice. He can speak to you in so many different ways through, through dreams or visions or like little images that pop in your mind, memories that come forward. All of those ways are unique to you. Sometimes he'll speak to you in English, which is really beautiful on the inside. And uh, so you want to be able to capture that so you can test what God is saying. Create sacred space. Try journaling. Read the scriptures like crazy because it helps you know this friend of yours. Those are such critical ways to be able to cultivate this conversational intimacy with God. Now, some other ways that you can do this, you may not necessarily be the brainiac type who likes to read and who even gets up early or anything. One question that I want you to ask is, Lord, how would you like to meet with me in friendship and in conversation every day? How would you like to meet with me? What do you want to do in our conversational life? Whatever comes into your mind next, catch that and just take a risk and do it. One of my friends, Craig, I remember I was talking with him and he was like, man, I'm just kind of hitting a rut with my spiritual disciplines and uh, I just want to know how to pray a little bit more. And I was like, dude, why don't you just ask God? I mean, I can tell you what I do, but even better would be if you ask God, what should I do? What would you like to do with me? He might give you an idea that would blow your mind. So sure enough, Craig spends just a little bit of time. He's like, okay, Lord, what do you, what do you want to do with me? And Craig has a, had a motorcycle. He has a motorcycle. And he just got this sense 
of that next morning that he just needed the first thing. You know, he gets up, brushes his teeth, and has a little breakfast, cup of coffee, whatever. And then he suits up, gets on his motorcycle, and goes for a ride with God, his friend. And he's like, this is silly. I've never heard anybody's, you know, doing a bike ride for a, for a quiet time. He comes back to me a couple days later, and he's like, dude, you're not going to believe this. It's like the minute I got on my motorcycle, there he was talking with me, my friend. I was like, that's it, dude. Uh, that would never be the way God gets at me because I don't know how to ride a motorcycle. But, like, there are a bunch of other ways, and God may have something specific to you that if you just ask him, Lord, how would you like to meet with me? How do you want to develop this conversational relationship with me? Whatever that next idea is, just be like Peter and be willing to come out to Jesus on the water. Be willing to take a risk and put your foot on top of water, and who knows, you might just stand up and walk a little bit. So try it. Whatever you initiate, you have to sustain with your own power when it comes to disciplines. But whatever God initiates, he will supply the power for you to continue. For all of those of you guys who are just not disciplined people, asking God what to do and then simply being obedient is the way to keep spiritual disciplines going, right? Just ask God. Create sacred space. Try journaling for this conversational intimacy. Lean on the Bible as your trusted source to know what God would and wouldn't say. And ask your friend how he wants to have a conversation with you. Try it.